everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner, giving you real insights to newlywed life. I'm sitting here all set up to do this podcast, waiting for Steph to get his butt over here so we can begin. So you, I'm going to start without him because I've been sitting here for 10 minutes patiently waiting. You may hear him typing in the background, but that's just, that's just real life. So we are at the final days of our honeymoon. We spent most of our honeymoon in the south of France. And it's been absolutely beautiful. We've been really lucky with the weather. It's not a super crowded time to come to the French Riviera this time of year. And now we're in Monte Carlo, Monaco. And as a kid, I was obsessed with Grace Kelly. So it's really fun to be in her, her place, her, her nation. Those of you who don't know who Grace Kelly was, is she's no longer living. She was a very famous Hollywood actress. And I think is one of the most classically beautiful women and gave up her very successful acting career to marry the Prince of Monaco. And she became the princess of Monaco and unfortunately died in a car accident, I think in the early eighties, but she did a lot here and we're actually staying in a place on Princess Grace Avenue. So It's pretty, pretty spectacular. And then we're leaving for London to teach Love Amplified this Sunday, October 6th. If you're listening the day this episode drops and you live anywhere near London, come join us. You can grab the last couple tickets we have at christinehassler.com slash London dash 2019. The other thing I wanted to give you a heads up about is enrollment for my spring retreat is now open. If you are interested in coming to my signature retreat, which is really life-changing. Just go and watch and listen to any of the testimonials and you will absolutely see that this is a game changer. I liken it to about five to 10 years of therapy in one weekend. You will leave with so much clarity, so much confidence, so much peace. Go to christinehaster.com slash spring dash retreat. This is open to 100 women. I know that sounds like a lot, but it's still very intimate and it fills up quickly take advantage of the early bird pricing. Again, christinehassler.com slash spring dash retreat. So my husband still seems intent on typing over there while I'm patiently waiting, but I actually have an ad to read and share with you. So that will take up the time while he's making his way over to this section. So maybe if I talk about bras, it will get him interested, (laughs) which is a great segue into third love. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind to find a perfect fit and premium feel. I am a big lover of Third Love. I had to really wean down my packing this trip because we left September 4th. We went to teach the retreat in Hawaii and it went straight to our wedding and honeymoon. So I had to pack for a month in many different occasions in one suitcase. And I couldn't bring a lot of bras, but I made sure my third love bra was in there because it fits me perfectly. I happen to be a half cup size and it's so freaking comfortable. What I also love about third love is you can skip the trip to the store with your third loves online fit finder. You can order and try on at home. No weird room experiences. There's over 14 million women who have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. And Third Love offers the perfect fit promise. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. I love that. It is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. 
straps that don't slip and tagless labels, no itching, lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. So here is your call to action. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase because third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners again, 15% off your first order. Thirdlove.com slash over it for 15% off today. All right. So the reason I'm waiting for my husband, I'm still getting used to saying that is because we're going to answer the final four, no, five questions from the live event we did, the live virtual event we did on love and relationships. It was such a popular live experience and we didn't get to everyone's questions. So we're going to get to them now. Oh, look who just sat beside me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. I'm still not done, by the way, but I'm here because this is important too. It is important. And this I have to shower and get ready for dinner. And there's a whole timing of how much time my hair needs to air dry before yes, I, I blow dry it. And this is the time we have to do it. On a side note, do you know that I've actually calculated the amount of time that I will anticipate to wait for you for the rest of my life? And I've factored that into <laughs> the fact that into our relationship and I've waited up and I've decided to stay. Well, gee, thanks. Because <laughs> I know I'm a terrible catch in all other respects. The most time he's been waiting for me is when I have to pee. Yeah, which is about 15 times an hour. <laughs> Maybe 15 times a day. He does wait a lot for me in restaurants, on road trips, right before I'm about to leave the house. Lucky I like my and company. And then the, the other thing is when you have to wait for me. When you're waiting for me at home, you just do stuff. That's not a big deal. But you also have to wait for me when I have the whole, did I leave the iron on? Did I leave a candle burning? <laughs> and you have to turn around. You have to wait for me in the car when I go check. <laughs> you don't always do it. Sometimes I manage to convince you to, to not um, not go and check, which is good. It breaks, it breaks your OCD. Oh, it's very slight a, OCD panel. Yeah, it's a little OCD that I have is, did I leave the curling iron on? That would be terrible if our house burned down because I left the curling iron on. It would be very terrible. <laughs> so how's being married so far? Um, I don't like the pause. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why the pause is there because from the moment that we met, well, I'll speak for me, but the moment that I met you, I felt, I didn't, I didn't feel that like we were married because we didn't go through a ceremonial process in front of loved ones and we weren't loved up and giving love and receiving love for a, a few days because we had a, a beautiful destination wedding. But I, I felt I was in that zone. Mm -hmm. So when you asked me that question, uh, I almost go back to when we first met as opposed to you know, a week or so ago. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I felt a shift. We talked about this last week. Yeah. I felt a shift. And I think we'll even feel it more when we're back in our life. We've been in a little bubble here in the French Riviera, eating and drinking all the things oh, that are not good for us. So much <laughs> eating. I've definitely put a layer of something. <laughs> uh, yeah. We put on a layer of honeymoon bliss. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worth it. Mm. But the amazing thing is, even though we've been eating more gluten and dairy and sugar than we normally do. We don't really eat any back at home. We feel great. Yeah, I feel amazing. Uh, the, the feelings on the issue, the looking part. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But perform look... performance is still pretty good as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah what performance are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about my, my, my training and my power output and, and my conditioning, but, right. you know. <laughs> right, right. 
but I go somewhere else with that. But anyway, we digress. The whole point of life is to have fun. And I think it's good for people like us who tend to be more type A sometimes and not restrictive, but we have a way in which we live and which we eat. And I think it's good to indulge sometimes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. That's why I'm allowing myself probably the first time in ever without – actually, that's, I'm, I'm having an in-the-moment revelation. It's really the first time without any guilt. I don't feel guilty that I am overindulging because in the past – I would feel guilty for that and, and I would respond accordingly. Guilty to, because you to thought you guilt. were gonna your body was gonna change in terms of how it looked? Oh guilty because I wasn't being disciplined. Yeah. Or I wasn't I wasn't being focused enough and I let myself go per se and I had uh, one and a half pizzas or I had the history or two one pieces, maybe pizzas. two pizzas, whatever oh my gosh, <laughs> I beat myself up for two pieces. So with me, I, I what's wonderful is at this point in my life, I don't have the body image stuff that I used to. Like I used to really struggle with that. Like if I had a piece of bread, I'd run 20 extra minutes the next day. But now, you know what I'm worried about. It's a little more like health and dealing with the, the virus thing that I was dealing with before the trip. Mm. Uh, but I've been really good with my supplements and, you know, a week is okay. Yeah. And you feel good though. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. Whereas before you didn't feel I did healthy. not feel good. The last time we were in Europe, body. I did not feel good at all. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, but what, but now you're on healthy supplements and natural supplements and you're on a regime and it's very different to what it was. Yeah, well, I did a week of the, I mean, six weeks of medical medium and celery juice and detox yeah. all to, one, fit in my wedding dress and two, to, but primarily to, to feel healthy again. So as we're rambling, I think really the message is all about balance here, you know, yeah. balance and allowing yourself to have fun and live life and not beat yourself up but also know that getting back into a routine that feels good. I wouldn't want to keep doing this for another week. No, it's too, it's actually too much. For right. me, it feels that it's too much. Right. I wouldn't be able to, although I'm, I'm definitely enjoying letting go a little bit. I'm also excited about transforming again. In I mean, I'm talking as if I, I've put on a hundred pounds. Hardly. I've, I've hardly put on, I've put on literally 1.2 well, kilos. Not, but it's not really about that. It's <laughs> no, about it's eating, eating things that aren't, that we know aren't really good for Long the brain, yeah. for longevity, for the gut, all those things. But I will say, and I talked about this on Instagram, me eating bread and dairy in Europe is a complete different experience than eating it at home. When I eat bread or dairy at home, my stomach gets bloated and gassy. I get brain fog. I don't feel good. My digestion is weird. It doesn't happen to me here. So I think a lot of it is because of the pesticides that are used in the States and as wonderful as America is. America. <laughs> we, we don't have it nailed when it comes to food. Anyway, we went off on a severe tangent there. Let's get to the questions. Ready for the questions? Yeah. All right. Do you want to read the first one? Sure, I'll read it. My So it's from Anonymous. Um, we can call um, this woman Jane. So my last marriage was supposed to be the one. We've been apart for almost two years and I'm not moving on. I'm reading Expectation Hangover, but it's not clicking for me. I know it's time to let go of him, but I cannot. Any ideas of how I can move on? Now, I'll let Christine obviously go first, but that's basically it. That's the question. So there's not a lot of information. So intuitive senses away. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. 
So I think this has to do, I'm not sure how old you are. You feel young to me. I think that you had an ideal or fantasy of what the one could be. Because here's the thing. I don't believe that there's any one for anybody. I believe that everybody that I've interacted with has been a soulmate in different ways. Uh, I know that you, my love, are my person that I'm married to and spending my life with. And you're who I choose in that regard. But I don't think you're my only soulmate. Do you think I'm your only soulmate? If I want to say yes, we'll shut out everything. You just <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I resonate with everything that you're saying. And we can use other terms as opposed to soulmates and twin flames. Maybe that's another podcast. Yeah. But I, I really resonate with, with what you said, with what you're saying and also the place that you're coming from because I know where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah. That as well. Yeah. So I think this one, he was one of many that will be in your life. And I don't just mean of many lovers or husbands or whatever, but one of the people who will be a soulmate. And to me, a soulmate is anyone that teaches you things. And a soulmate relationship can be amazing. It can be a best friendship. It can be a relationship that's awesome. And you decide amicably to part ways. And it can be like this, where you're a little heartbroken and it's time you're having a hard time getting over. And so in that way, your soulmate is a teacher. And so what, and I I don't know if you're man, woman, if you're married to man, woman, but for the sake of simplicity, we'll just assume you're a woman, you're in heterosexual marriage. So he's a man. But if I'm incorrect, please forgive me in that. In terms of moving on, you've got to take him off the pedestal because it sounds like he's massively on a pedestal. In terms of reading expectation hangover and not clicking for you, I wonder if you really did the emotional release section. People tend to skip over that, the temper tantrum technique, even the release writing. Did you really, really go deep in that level? Because I imagine that if you did, if you got to the anger and the shame and the sadness that this divorce has triggered, you'll see that there's something underneath that. It's not the first time your heart's been broken. Maybe it was your dad. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was an ex in the past. But there, to me, there feels like there's a hook in here on assuming that this person was going to be the one that made you feel up, that was going to complete you. And now that he's gone, you feel empty inside. And probably on a, on a soul level, the reason this marriage ended is because you need to learn how to love you independent of someone loving you. I love that. And I'll, I'll say three very quick things to this. The first is, I think that old saying uh, reason, season, lifetime can really apply here. So I'm reiterating what you're saying in, in different ways. I really feel it's important to feel the feelings from that breakup and what that meant for you. Um, and so this is all related to reason, season, lifetime and and really go through the process of allowing yourself to honour those feelings that have arisen. And as Christine mentioned, it, it's potentially not just now, it's happened once, twice, thrice, many times before and if it has happened many times before, we will be in deep avoidance of feeling it now as well because the accumulation of what has happened in the past will present in the, in the now, in the present. And so just feel, just really create a safe space for you to feel that. And maybe you'll need some support, professional support and friends and family and so forth. And the last part is once you've started to move through all that is identifying the reasons as to why you came together and and what you've learned, what you've gained, how you've grown from that. And then I really feel you'll be able to move on with with greater efficacy and a greater clarity of mind and openness of heart. 
Mm. And really get into what he reminds you of or what he, basically what you projected on him, because it's not him you can't let go of. It's, was it the safety? Was it the confidence he made you feel? Was it, yeah. Was it the idea of it? Was it that you felt complete? Like what fantasy, the fantasy, what is it that you can't let go of? Cause it's not really him. It's an ideal. All right. Moving on to Maria. And this is going to be a quick answer. I would love to learn skills of how to access my inner female. I've been hearing a lot lately about feminine and masculine. I think I have plenty of masculine and very little feminine looking to learn some female skills. All right, Maria, this is too long of an answer for me to answer in this episode. So I'm going to do a separate podcast on what it means to be feminine. I went on a rant about it the other night, didn't I? Well, yes. And it wasn't a rant. It was, I think it was really beautiful. And that would be part of your yes. response to this, but knowing you, I, I know you'd lay a lot of foundation before you would even get to that portion mm-hmm. of your explanation. I, I thought it was wonderful. And to give you some insight, the rant I went into, and this is, we'll tease this podcast episode that I just had the idea to record, mm. but there's a lot out there in terms of in order to be feminine, you have to be this wild woman. You have to be messy and have so much shakti energy running through you and like all these kind of things. And, and I think it intimidates a lot of women. They think they have to be this wild woman, crazy, totally free, dancing naked in the rain in order to be feminine. And my take on it is that we each have our own unique feminine expression. And part of really being in tune with being feminine is finding that feminine expression that's unique to us. Not every woman displays all aspects of the feminine. That's part of what makes us unique. Just like every man doesn't display all aspects of masculinity and men display femininity and women display masculinity as well. So I will break that down in more detail in an upcoming episode. Okay. Shifting to Monica. I'm a single mom of a wonderful autistic boy, divorced seven years now from a narcissistic ex-husband. I got diagnosed with a chronic condition this year that has taken up a lot of my time and energy. I feel lost in calling in someone for myself since I've had a lot of obstacles. How do I reframe my mind to think positively when it comes to love? First of all, Monica, you have a lot on your plate and I really acknowledge you for even asking this question. I love that you're not in a victim mentality Uh, that you're just looking for a reframe. That's absolutely beautiful. So being a single mom of an autistic boy and also being diagnosed with a chronic condition, there's probably a pattern that you've needed to adopt strictly for survival of doing it all on your own, of really only being able to rely on yourself. And part of, from my point of view, what it will take to really open up in calling someone else in is really opening yourself up to receive support. So my first, I know you asked about a reframe, but I'm actually going to give you something else and then I'll get to that. The first thing I'd suggest that you do is look at the areas of your life where you could ask for more support. Is it with your son? Is it with supporting you in your chronic condition? Where do you isolate yourself? Where do you take too much on on your own? Where do you think that You will be a bother if you ask for support, if you ask for help. It's really about flexing your receiving muscle and getting out of the pattern of doing it all on your own. Now that said, I know that's worked well in terms of 
mothering an autistic boy, having your chronic condition, you've needed to be able to rely on yourself, but you've proved that. And so, so now it's really time to open your heart and be a little bit more vulnerable with the help and the support that you need. In terms of reframing your mind, I think positively when it comes to love, well, I would look at, all right, well, what are the limiting beliefs that you believe? Are there limiting beliefs that no one will want a mother of, no one will want a single mother, much less a mother of a boy with special needs. No one will want a woman who has a chronic condition. What are those limiting beliefs and how can you reframe them into something like the man I'm looking for is also looking for me. And I'm not just a single mother of an autistic boy. I'm not just someone with a chronic condition. I'm with, I'm all of these things. And also how has being a mother of an autistic boy and having a chronic condition made you a better person and potentially a better lover, a better partner. I am sure that you've had to be very present and very selfless on many occasions. You know how to give, you know, what really matters. Having these kinds of things keeps you present and you know what's most important in life. You have incredible values. So I'd also make a list of all the things that make you an amazing partner. Stop saying everything that I was going to say. (laughs) You're amazing. Monica, I want to really honor you for your reaching out in the way that you have. I think that's, that's really admirable. And just, again, not playing into that victim mentality and wanting to further yourself and expand, really. I very much resonate with the receiving part. That was the first thing that came to, to my mind. And so is how can you, how can you practice really, really receiving? Um, to add something different or something additional to what Christine has already, already expressed is get really clear on your value. And then Christine touched on this, but, but maybe make a list on the value that you have and you va- the value that you offer any relationship, whether it be uh, as, as a mother, as a friend, as a, as a daughter, as a partner, uh, as a colleague, but really get clear on the value that you bring to any relationship. And I think that will help you begin to reframe how you see yourself in love and how love sees you. I would also get clear on what you want in a man and the type of relationship that you want to call in, the type of dynamic that you wish to have. I think that's very important as well. And let me tell you something from a, from a, from a healthy masculine perspective. There's something really attractive about a woman that knows her worth and, and when the feminine shows up in that way, irrespective of what biological gender that, that comes in, but when the feminine shows up in that way, there's something really beautiful and attractive about that. So I come back to that, identifying your value and bringing that into the world and then getting really clear on the type of person, the type of relationship that you want. I think that will help you create a new focus in your world and go back to that really asking for support in your in your world and that will be a challenge for you I'm sure in many ways however the expansion that can come from that will be truly remarkable for you and will open your heart and mind up in so many ways Mm. thank you Monica for that question next is Sharon how do I learn to trust my intuition when I'm in a relationship each time my intuition tells me to run the other way from a guy I ignore it and say to myself just see what happens then I get involved and continue to ignore it and try to make it work even though deep down I know it will never work well actually for both Sharon and Monica or Monica sorry one of our best friends is named Monica so whenever I see that I I pronounce it Monica 
for both of you, I would highly suggest checking out our Be The Queen program. If you go to christinehaster.com slash be the queen, it is our three month immersive online program for women who want to call in a healthy man and a healthy relationship. And by online, I don't just mean that you get modules or curriculum from us. You also get live coaching calls with us, basically virtual group coaching sessions that happen twice a month. Everyone also gets a one-on-one private session with Steph, and there's an opportunity to upgrade to get two with Steph and one with me. It's going to be an incredible program. We're taking you from November through Valentine's Day, basically, to get you through the holidays. It's everything that I learned and everything that I did to call in a healthy relationship, one with a king. And it was everything I did to really step into my queendom. This is a program very, very close to both of our hearts. So go to christinehauser.com slash be the queen. We actually only have how many spots left? Five? Uh, four or five. Four yeah. or five. That's yeah, okay. it's, it's filling up very quickly. So by the time you hear this podcast, it might even be full, but don't let that discourage you. Go and apply today. In terms of Sharon, here's what I suggest. I'd reach out to a friend someone that you trust and have them be basically your accountability partner. And whenever a new guy comes into your life, have a rating scale on a scale of one to five. What's your intuition telling you about this guy after every interaction? Let's say you have a coffee from one to five, one being that my intuition is saying no, five being my intuition is saying yes. What's your intuition saying about, is this an alignment? Is this healthy? And, and track it for yourself and with your accountability partner. And give your accountability partner, your friend, permission to really hold you to any time, any time that intuition is consistently, you know, at a no, like a one, two, or even three, you're going to go the other direction. There's also something deeper here, and this is why I'm, I'm suggesting be the queen, intuition and unresolved wounds are often contradictory. So you may have an unresolved wound of, uh, emotional unavailability. Let's say your father abandoned you or wasn't there emotionally for you. So even though your intuition, when an emotionally unavailable guy, or let's say a narcissist comes into your life, your intuition, because your intuition is pure and has never been wounded, is going to go, no, 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 hell no. This doesn't feel good. Your, your psyche and your ego is going to be like, oh, but this is like dad. And this is like the love I never got from him. So maybe I'll get it from this guy and that will heal my wounds with dad. And so that's why it's hard to follow your intuition. So I hope you consider be the queen or maybe coaching with either one of us or someone that can kind of help you get to the patterns that are really making it so that you can't listen to your intuition. Anything to add? Yeah. Again, really, really valuable information there and again just looking at the fears that are playing into what would happen if I let him go and of course that's probably intrinsically linked to self-worth as well and the way you see yourself I'd love to add to to what Christine mentioned about the accountability part I think you could even you could have some fun with this and go over different different areas of the relationship or of that man so it could be his values or what's your intuition saying around values alignment mm. is there you know is it, is it zero or is it five and, and where is it in between what about his emotional intelligence what about the conversation what about similar hobbies what about vision and life plan that will also help you 
get clear on the questions you're asking when you're in the courting phase, when you're dating or just seeing each other or having a coffee or going for a walk, whatever it may be. But there's a few different categories. You look at physical health, for example. Where does he, how do you feel about his physical health and how he treats himself? Because again, that is a deeper indication of how he sees himself and feels about himself as well. And so you can then actually begin to get clearer on or refining your intuition, which will help you have more confidence in saying yes to your intuition as well. You just gave me a great idea for the Be The Queen program. We should have a little man inventory, like a little little report on how like family values, health, spiritual connection, financial IQ. Yeah. They can do a little report card for the men that they're dating. Done. Okay. That's in Be The Queen. Bang. We just added to the curriculum. All right. Last question is from Jill. That's already full. (laughs) I know. know. That's okay. It's okay. It's going to be good. Okay, Jill, so what's a good way to, to meet spiritually evolved potential partners? I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual and I have my practices and finding difficult uh, finding difficult time finding this same quality in a romantic partner. I think she's saying I'm having a difficult time, time finding the same quality, quality in a romantic partner. A romantic partner, especially men. Wondering what is a good place to find these people. I also travel for work and move every three to six months, so it makes it tricky. Yeah, that can make it tricky. For sure. So how can you meet spiritually evolved potential partners? And what I'm going to assume, if that's okay, is how do you, when you say that, how do you meet people that are on your wavelength, people that have and share similar values with you? And there are so many ways if we can just open ourselves up. So again, I'm going to come back to getting really, really clear on what you like to do. Let's just say, for example, you love fitness, you love exercise, you love training. Spend time at a gym, spend time playing sports, which you do naturally anyway, and carry an intent and be more aware of your surroundings as to who is spending time there. Fitness is one example. Maybe you love playing chess. Maybe you have another hobby. Whatever that is, what I always say to people is do what you love. The people that align with you will be there. Now, of course, just because someone enjoys fitness, it doesn't mean that they're not, they don't carry narcissistic tendencies or if they enjoy fitness that they um, misalign from you or with you. However, it's a starting point. And so get really clear on what you enjoy to do and experience in life and be aware, carry intent, be aware of your environment, carry intent around meeting someone in those places, but don't look for people where you think they may be, but that doesn't resonate with you because that will be be a very, it won't be a line, it'll be a very short lived experience. I'll add one thing. Definitely. If you're moving around this much, you've got to be online because you're not really in a place long enough to really establish community and consistency. Be super specific in your profile. Don't be like, Oh, I like to have fun, drink rosé and go for long walks on the beach. Be very specific about looking for, you know, I'm looking for a man who's conscious, who owns his shit, does his work and wants to blah, 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 blah. Like be specific in terms of what you are looking for, because that will narrow it down. And I have, that was one mistake I made on online dating. And obviously you and I didn't meet that way, but I was too vague because I was trying to be appealable to everyone rather than being really, really specific and I have a couple friends who met their person online when they got very clear on their profile. I'm not looking for 
just to have fun. I'm looking for a serious relationship. I'm looking for someone who's consciously evolved. And in your profile, maybe write different programs that you've done because there are men who find that attractive. Like, wouldn't you find that attractive if you were looking online? Clarity is, is king or queen. So how would a woman say that on an online profile that a man would find attractive? She wouldn't say it apathetically. So let me, let me explain what that means. Don't say it in the negative, state it in the positive, and I'll tell you why. Because when we state something like that in the negative, for example... No, we seem jaded. Yeah, get it. You yeah, don't even um, have to explain it. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, and that is an indication of maybe deeper work that, that is, is necessary for you to do as well. But state it in the positive. With clarity... I'm looking for a man who, you fill in the gaps, what's relevant to you. And just be really clear on that and not come from a rigid place, but come from a place of knowing yourself, come from a place of confidence. So how would she say it exactly? Not arrogance with respect to what her needs are. Yeah. How would a woman say, I'm looking for, because she wrote, spiritually evolved potential partners. How would you write that in a way that a man would jive with or recognize? Like what would you Spiritually evolved is very vague. Right. right? So again, we're, we're assuming that means values alignment. I would just get clear on what you like to do, what you. But she wants a man who's done his work basically is what I think. I would use the word willingness. I would use the word open. I would use the word, I'd use terminology around being willing to transform, being willing to see themselves from different perspectives, being willing to even do the hard work and, I and think not that's it. run. Being willing, hmm, it's a tough one because it is a tough one. because it's even a you individual. as a man isn't coming up uh, aren't coming up with the words. Because you have to remember, I know you didn't date online a lot, but like on Bumble and things like that, my love, you have basically two sentences. I know, I know, and I've done a lot of research, and I've, I know. I've, I've seen it from that perspective. I get it. So let's, let's give her something that's like, would, so if you were, okay. So let's say you were scrolling along. What, if I saw this, if I saw this, if I saw a woman and, and, and she had a statement around, I want a man that is willing to see me through the difficult times and celebrate the good times with me, that would catch my attention. Okay. Because that to me is a more balanced perspective. There we go. It took us a second. That's Bang, brilliant. Bang. You nailed it, babe. There See is. me through the difficult. Oh, he's, he's leaving. All right, bye. <laughs> See me through the difficult times. I just dropped the mic. What? Well, you just dropped the mic, but I'm still over here closing out the show. So, what was it? See me through the difficult times and celebrate the good times. Something along those lines. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jill. Hope that helps. Much love to everybody. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.